Welcome to Sister Hack. Do you crave candid conversation? Do you want to feel like you're in the room with your sister, sibling, or your best friend? We offer laughs, hacks, and hashtags as we talk about the unspoken dynamics that drive our everyday lives. All through a sisterly lens. So sit back, relax, and enjoy Sister Hack. Here are your hosts, Hannah and Rachel. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Sister Hack. I'm so proud of us for putting together two episodes in one month. As am I. Tell us what we're doing today, Hannah. Today, for the first time ever, we are going to step out of the interviewer seat and into the interviewee seat as we bring back a returning guest who actually planted this idea in our heads after we interviewed her about... um, all things food, being a mom of four, being an awesome runner, just an idol in general. Um, And now we're going to flip the tables. So introducing Natalie McClary. Is that how we start your last name, Natalie? I don't mean to be rude, but for some reason, people in Texas cannot say our last name. (laughs) I'm so nervous to say it all the time. McClary. 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 Can we just call you Gorski? (laughs) That actually works. Yeah. (laughs) That's what we know her as, her maiden name. Something that's hard is when you go from a maiden name that's not ever messed up to a married name that gets messed up. I too am a member of that club. Yeah, fairy is about as easy as it gets. Fairy is easy. And now I'm Tomes. A lot of people say Toms, including our mom. Mom. (laughs) I'm going to admit, I also say Toms in my head. So for some reason, it's okay if you do it. But mom, you know, that's just the line that I that I draw. (laughs) So what are we what are we? Okay, go set the stage for us, Hannah or Natalie. Okay, Natalie's going to interview us today. So we don't know anything. um, But we do know that we have a 40 minute zoom. So she's going to keep it um, within that range. And I'm a little bit nervous to be in the hot seat. Well, first of all, thanks for making this a realized dream of mine. You know that I've wanted to be the interviewer. So I've been very excited. I just told my husband, Ryan, about this. And he said, wait, did they give you the questions? And I was like, no, as if I would ever need any help coming up with questions. And our PR team, they are on vacation. They also don't exist. So you're free range. You can just tap into us whatever you want, whatever you want. Well, let's go. Cause we only have 40 minutes and I have a lot I want to talk about. Okay. Um, okay. Jump into the, it. The general theme here, just to warn the listeners is sisterhood. And Ooh, I'm good. familiar with sisterhood. I have two sisters. Um, so let me intro with saying that. So I understand, you know, I have a lot of, uh, experience with being a sister mm-hmm. and having close sisters, much like you guys, but I'm kind of excited to hear what you guys have to say. Cause in my mind, when I look at you guys, I'm like, They've got the sister thing figured out. Uh-huh. So uh, in true sister hack form, we're going to start with hack yes or hack no. Ooh. Oh my gosh. Yes. So we just yeah, have a couple of them. I'll let you guys answer, you know, per the usual as you would like to. So uh, first up, hack yes or hack no. Sisters should communicate daily. You go, Rachel. What do you think? Hack no. I was going to say hack Yes. <laughs> It'd be ideal, but I think it's stage of life. We do not anymore. We did for a few years. I would not say that we can, well, okay. 
let me reel it in, in one way or another. Like if it's a DM or a liked photo or something in the family chat, there probably is something every day, but you and I one-on-one is probably not every day. Would you say? Yeah, I, I would say, um, I was going to say heck yes, but in true professorial mode, I don't like the word should in there. Um, I don't think that there's one way uh, mm-hmm. to define like what a healthy sister relationship is. Now, do we, I would say we do, like you said, in some way, we have the family yeah. thread going, we got the social media, we got the personalized texts. Uh, there's a lot of different ways which we could do it. Hannah and I are on a lot of different threads together. Family thread, me, Hannah, mom, me, Hannah, mom, dad, a very active one lately, me, Hannah, mom, dad, Zach. And then oh, there's me, that's... then there's me, Hannah, Zach. And that those are the main ones. Yep. Okay. I- I really okay, anyway. my my one sister Julia who lives here in St. Louis. We are also on many threads together. Yes. Mm-hmm. Do you have shared friend threads with her too? We do. Yes. yes. That's multiplied. Wow. But we can't talk about me. We got to keep moving. Okay. 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 Time it's change, hard. So. It really is hard. Forty minutes. Hack yes or hack no. Uh, I don't want to say the word should now because I don't want mm. I don't want to should Hannah. Uh, uh, Heck yes or I'll just read what I wrote. Just do what you wrote. Do what you wrote. Okay. Heck yes or heck no. Immediately resolve conflict. Heck no. (laughs) We are not simpatico. Oh no. I I like to, um, because I think sometimes things should be addressed in person or or in our case Mm -hmm. on a phone conversation versus um and a text and I wouldn't say we have a ton of conflict but like if something happens I would okay so I'm thinking that this in the context of it's not necessarily between me and Rachel conflict but like some other conflict maybe in our family or something Mm -hmm. that we're both um drawn to I don't necessarily like to spell it out in a text thread and so then it might be waiting for the right time when we can Mm. actually talk about it yeah agree I think though, if you and I have a conflict, which I can't really <laughs> think of one, I and mean, we did used to fight a lot, Hannah would borrow my clothes without asking and then return them with like crumbs on them or kind of stainage. Which is great. So we're going to get hard. into that topic here in a little that bit. That was hard. So yeah, agree with Hannah, wherever, whatever she said that that's true. I don't think it has to be right in the moment. Um, especially cause it's usually like one degree removed from us. So if we can talk through it, that's better. Okay, cool. Last hack. Yes. Or hack. No, keep no secrets from each other. Mm. Heck no. I wait. Yeah. Heck no. Secrets heck from no to no. Se- and not secrets, but we're not really like, here's the here's something that's been on my heart that I just have to admit like we're not really that we're a little more jokey and like we're not that deep no well that's mean about us but I I agree like I'm not gonna if I found out I'm pregnant I'm not gonna like tell Rachel before I told Zach kind of a thing Uh Um, yeah I think that we know most things about each other's life naturally um but there's probably stuff we don't know about each other I don't know what secrets I have (laughs) 
Uh-uh. <laughs> I'm trying to think of something and I'm, I'm willing to admit it. Anyway. Duh, you right. can get back to that. Okay. You okay. can think about your secrets, uh, but here at the same later. time, just real quick off the top of your head, uh, Hannah, you're going to go first. Describe okay. Rachel in three words. Oh, okay. Um, creative. Just the words, no, no uh, explanation. Creative, hilarious, selfless. Oh my gosh. Thank you. Those are my three favorite words. That's you. <laughs> All right. Okay, your turn, Rachel. Right? Goal oriented. <laughs> Bringer togetherer. Okay. <laughs> Stewards. Academic. Okay. I think uh, in the future, if you could ask this, you can call her a connector. Connector. Oh, nice. I see all myself as connected. a combination of the two of you. So I really Ooh. resonate with all of this. I, not to put those things on myself, but. No, you are. Uh, you are. I always wonder that about you. Hannah, are you happy with the words I gave you? I am so happy goal-oriented is like such a given. Everybody says that. Um, so I was happy to hear some ones that are a little bit less self-centered. I always, centered. I think, I don't know. I was like, all about me. <laughs> <laughs> but I always wonder, wonder Natalie, because I like, I think of you as me in St. Louis form, but then I'm like, we're a little bit different in some ways. Hmm. And that's where I, uh, feel like I'm a little bit more of a Rachel in some areas. Mm -hmm. So now that you guys uh, built each other up with these complimentary oh, words, go, what's the biggest fight that you can remember between okay. the two of you? Oh, I thought we were going to do work, like negative adjectives. I know, not time not to tear each other down. down. <laughs> not time to tear each other down. Hannah is scheduled. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh, I'm I not going to do it. Okay. What do we fight about? I do go back to that time. I would call it like a uh, turbulent. Okay, here's one. This is a funny one. Um, so I'll set the scene. I'm a senior in high school. Rachel's a freshman in high school. We're on the cross country team. Anyone who knows high school um, social hierarchy knows that she's on the bottom rung and I'm on the top. Correct, but not <laughs> in her head. Sure. We're in her head, she's on the top. She's Correct. right on the same level. Um, and we are running repeats around in at Madison Park. And I'm with my senior girls um, in one pack and Rachel's kind of in a different pack. Um, and I think I maybe offered her some advice of like, don't, you shouldn't go out too fast because we have to do a bunch of these or something like that. And she said, don't degrade me. <laughs> That is hilarious. I do not remember that. But now and that you say it. And then I was like, me and Kate were, my friend Kate and I were like, well, she is acting the same way to Kate's sister, Mary, who is like the most meek of all the, the athletes. But okay, that's just one. A very kind. Okay, now that you say that, I do have this like, like I must have blacked it out, but now I remember. Here's the thing. You did degrade me a little bit. My nickname was Chach. And that's how everyone in the in at our high school started calling me Chach. Well, then you started calling me Crotch. You guys, these are very mild fights. <laughs> like my sister and I were like pulling each other's hair when oh, we were yeah, trying no, to drive to never. school. Uh -uh, no. 
you know, sometimes I think it's because we had and we had a brother between all of the there was yeah. never the same gender right next to each other in age order. So yeah, it we're felt too, too far removed to be like competitive with each other. I think like sibling rivalry yeah. wasn't present there because of that. So when when Hannah stole your clothes and returned them with crumbs, you just were like, all right, that stinks. No, cry. Then what do what I go to mom and dad and who's yeah. I don't remember. I hope it's mine, but well, that's what I was wondering is how they helped res- or how they handled conflict between the two of you. But maybe it was a non-issue if the worst thing you guys were doing was saying, don't degrade me. <laughs> don't degrade me. I it was tough because we wore uniforms like all the way till eighth grade. And then all of a sudden we got in high school and we had to wear different clothes. And I was like, oh, I have like five shirts. <laughs> so then I just started taking Rachel's and she was more stylish than me. I'll give her that. Um, I don't remember the crumb return. It was more like, I got to get this back before it she notices. Cr- yeah. Or it's more of like a crinkle or like it was on the hanger kind of crooked or okay. you know, it's like, <laughs> see, now we're getting in a fight. It, 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 it really is mild. So for me and my sisters, like I can get frustrated with them and I can fight with them, although we don't as much anymore, but still, um, But then on the flip side, like I will defend and protect them, you know, to the end, like no one's allowed to say anything about my sisters. Only I can. Mm -hmm. Uh, Does that resonate with you guys? Or are you throwing each other under the bus? Um, No, I think, I think that the second half does um, like that. I would defend them. If supposedly I'm just trying to think of a situation. I think sometimes I would guess that we are quick to be like this or that about each other. But I would say if like, probably if Zach is like, oh, Rachel does things this way or things oh, yes. yeah, or Kyle. Cause didn't Zach say one time that, or you guys asked me my opinion on something and I gave it. And then there was this like debrief, like, well, she thinks she knows everything. I'm like, you literally asked what I, my opinion. I could see that. I, I think I with like, like spouses a little bit that we probably defend each other to our spouses. I think before you had Elliot, I truly thought of you as a third parent. And then like, sometimes I would be like, well, actually, I can't, you can't actually be a third parent. Like Zach has to be over you. Correct. (laughs) Just love is just like so intense, but yeah, I think we defend each other, but we're not, I think it really is so different not being in the same city that we do have some overlapping friends, but they're very much someone who is like, it's my friend who's also friends with Hannah or Hannah's friend who's also friends with me, not a shared. Besides Ashlyn. <laughs> Ashlyn, <laughs> your cousin. Woo! But she's my friend the most, okay? No, you guys are cousins. Yeah. So I'm actually going to jump around then since we started talking about the fact that you guys are long distance. Uh, so your long distance sisters, have you, when's the last time you lived in the same city? 2005. No, well, no, like you would come home for the summers when you were in college and I would be, and I would live there. Right. So 2000, 2010, 10 or yeah, 2012, 2006 for a couple months, 2012. Yeah. 2012, I would say. Okay. So either way, it's been a long time since you've lived in the same city. (laughs) 
Okay. I'm glad we figured that out. Uh, so you are very successful, I would argue, at mm -hmm. long distance sisterhood. So mm -hmm. what are some ways that you guys would credit staying close or feeling close to each other? We actually kind of, we just interviewed our dad about this. Our dad is a connector. Oh, I loved that episode. Oh, thank you so much. Thank um, you. He, thank you. He is an integral part of us being connected as adult children because he facilitates and mom, they facilitate and prioritize family events in a way, making it really like attainable for us to go, whether that's like, okay, we'll rent the house or the Airbnb and you just have to get here or those kind of things. Um, I think we also really enjoy visiting each other. You know, I love going down to Austin to visit him. I would go three or four times a year. I still, now with Elliot, it'll probably be a little less, but Hannah will also come to Michigan just to visit. It's a little less now with more kids, but we really like prioritize knowing the next I'm time in person. each other. Yeah. Yeah. I would say that constant communication too. I think um, when you're really busy as we both are, you only have the capacity to communicate frequently with a few people. And so just mm -hmm. having, you know, kind of that like top three or top five um, mentality of like who you're really uh, investing in. And like, obviously Rachel's always been one of those people for me. Mm -hmm. For sure. And I think too, it's never like, I can just text you a question. You can answer it. We don't have to have a conversation. Mm -hmm. We don't have to end it. Like, pressure being like I don't know. We've had, we rarely ask like, how are you? Mm -hmm. Is that bad? Probably, how, how have you been? Do you want to share with me? It's been a while. Um, so it's like question. It's ongoing. Show, yeah. Memory. Yeah. It's not like a start over type of thing. So you don't have I mean, you make plans to see each other in person, but you don't have designated time to talk to each other. That's more mm, natural that's when true. it pops up. No, actually this podcast helps a lot because it, it's probably one of the few times we have more in-depth conversation with each other than just like a FaceTime where we're like, look at so-and-so laugh loud with each other's kids. Usually me just talking to her kids and then, okay, bye. See you later, you know. Right. We have to kind of be a little strategic with the podcast. All right. What about on the flip side, uh, areas, do you see a need for areas for improvement in your long distance sisterhood? Or do you feel like, eh, we got this, this is, you know, we got a good thing going. We're going to just, you know, maintain it. Mm. I think like that for me, the end it always feels like the end goal is to like live in the same city at some point. In yeah, our lives. that would be cool. And so, I mean, we're not really actively like working toward that goal, but um, it just feels like there is a gap when you can't actually like face-to-face -face be with your people mm -hmm. often. So yeah. I would say that's probably like the, the biggest weakness, but we do well with, we do well with what we got. <laughs> That's funny. We, I do think we could be a little more intentional about, we know usually like our seasons, but we don't really like, Hey, it's been busy or how's, how are your classes going this semester? Like, I don't think I've ever asked you that. And I, I don't know like that you're like, that. how's your job going? I think you just, we just kind of know how it's going or assume. And if something's different, then maybe we'll bring it up. But I don't know. I think maybe being a little more like intentional with our questions here and there. 
do you guys always say goodbye to each other in person with a known plan of when you'll see each other next? Almost. I feel like, yeah, we do. We're, we're like, we'll see. Yeah. We, we want something on the calendar almost. Yeah. Like we know we'll see each other at Christmas. Okay. We know we'll see each other at Stephen's graduation. And then at some point in the summer, like we already know that for next year, which is nice. You guys could meet in St. Louis. Ooh. We will. We will. Rachel needs to redeem her. I need to redeem. We went to terrible guest. Yeah. We went to Natalie's on our drive to uh, Texas last summer and I was crazy sick. I just was like so sick. They all went to the zoo or the park or something. And I was like, I think I'm going to go in your bedroom and nap. (laughs) That was a great nap. I'll be honest. And you bathed one of my kids and one of (laughs) Hannah's kids while sick with the stomach bug, up. so no, no, no. I should be apologizing no I didn't mind at all I love I love that age three three-year-old boys <laughs> and I, actually sweet. uh that is a great lead-in to the next conversation I want to have uh which Hannah at least in particular knows I really like Enneagram numbers mm. um you guys have mentioned it before and just thinking about the fact that Rachel was at my house bathing my kid while sick mm-hmm. um it's not a secret, right? That you're an Enneagram too. Did you know that? Did I tell you that? Yeah. Oh yeah. We t- did we text, but yes, I am. I think we've talked about it. Um, and Hannah is an Enneagram three. So I, I don't think I'm sharing anything new with the audience. I believe you guys no. have, uh, mm-hmm. both said that before and there is some overlap there, you know, with the wings. And I do see similarities between the two. And again, that's why I relate to you guys so well, because I would say I'm an Enneagram two with a very strong three wing. Can mm-hmm. you can you describe the two and the three just overarching? Sure. So Real. an Enneagram two um, is their their main. They're the helper essentially, mm-hmm. and their main fear is being unloved. So mm-hmm. kind of a, a negative spin on it, but what they are an Enneagram two is doing things because they want people to love them. Mm -hmm. But uh, but I would like to defend that as an Enneagram (laughs) two and say, we also just love to do things for people. And we're just easily to love. Yes, that too. And then the Enneagram. Clearly I'm a healthy (laughs) two. The Enneagram three is the achiever. Uh, no surprise there. That's basically Hannah in one word. Um, and so the achiever is always looking to accomplish things and is deriving their worth from what they can do. Natalie said something to me recently in a text. She was like that three energy or something like that. I love that. Did she spell energy with threes instead of E's? That would have been funny. That, oh, I know, but I should. I will next time because Hannah's got a lot of three energy. <laughs> so with that background on Enneagram okay. and understanding and recognizing there is some overlap there. Um, how do you guys see your own Enneagram numbers play mm-hmm. out most in the work that you do? Mm. Ooh, love that. You go first, Hannah. Yours are obvious. Okay, um, I'm going to take this from the maybe the unhealthy side, which is surprising since I like to come off as a high achieving and a health nut. <laughs> and that is from a recent conversation with my friend who I was with for the half marathon. And um, we both, she's not a three, she's a one, but we both 
have achieved a lot at a young age. And so in our, the work that we do right now, we're both kind of at points where it's like, what's next? Like, what do I do? I had a PhD before I was 30 and I feel a little bit of like, who's carving, who's carving out the pathway for my next thing. Um, so I would say it's been a little bit of a down semester for me just because I'm like, I have to, I've always been good at setting my own goals, but sometimes, um, it's, uh, motivated by the pathway that somebody else has set out for me. So, um, that's kind of how it's played out this semester, but in the past, it's played out a lot by being like, okay, these are my goals for the day. And this is what I want to do for the week. And this is what I'm going to do for the month. And this is what I'm going to do for the year. And this is how it looks in my job. And this is how it looks in my family. And this is how it looks in my athletic career, you know, all of those different things. Um, and so it's kind of hard to, uh, keep that up always with, and I feel like I'm in a little season of a low right now. She really does do that. She writes them out. Oh, I'm not surprised. I've seen her training plans written out. I would love to know what that would be like. Yeah. What being okay with not having those probably is intense for you because you haven't been done that before. Well, I, I think like running, I don't, And I know you would say like, oh, you've always been that way in running, but like for the past eight years, it's been like a really adjusted running um, situation from breastfeeding, having kids. So right now that feels like the place to most naturally improve, whereas it's a little foggier for me in some of the other areas of my life. Mm, mm, mm. And as an achiever and an Enneagram three, yeah. Do you feel like you have to pursue at all times in all things Mm. not I'm a little fearful of like outside perception that's obvious that's ego and um but I'm a lot fearful of like if I don't do this then do I lose all motivation in life like or what what's the alternative it's like it's like an unknown Mm. Have you read much? You are such a classic Enneagram three. Like what you are saying is like, yeah. If you read the road back to you about all the Enneagram types, mm, let's exactly what you were saying is like in there. Uh, what, well, can you guys give me some answers? <laughs> welcome to the easy life. It's just a day. It's just a, come on over to the other side. It's just a yeah. way. Low paced. You know, maybe I will. Maybe I will. Over. So tell us, yeah, Rachel, what about you? I see helper in my role. I'm a communicator. And so I love to come alongside what other people are doing and help get the word out about it and not necessarily be the one to do it as much as just like come alongside and support whatever effort they have. And so I work at a church and we have a lot of con people that go to like our church, our congregation members who are like, I'm going to do this. And I'm like, okay, cool. Let me help you. I'll make you a sign. I'll make you a sign up. I'll put it on social media. I'll take pictures and post about it. So I see that as like helper in what I do. Um, I'm also very, I'm also very welcoming. I'm coming from the healthy side, (laughs) selfless, as you said, um, I call myself a greeter at the church, the pastors here outside, and then I go out there with them sometimes and greet people, but really it's just like so fun to get to know kind of like a new community and just like be there for them and make them feel at home at church. 
is um, I'm kind of newer to my job. I just started this February. I'm trying to think of an an unhealthy approach. You don't have to. Oh, okay. Well, I have a follow up question, Rachel, because Hannah kind of then uh, compared it then to her hobbies and where that achiever big three energy comes in. Mm -hmm. You know, for with running, for instance. So with you and the helper, and as an Enneagram two, who's probably primarily outward focused mm -hmm. and looking at helping other people where do your hobbies come into that? Do you find yourself like denying things that you might want to do because you're so yeah. focused on helping other people that you're not willing to be self selfish? Ooh, that's a good question. I love, I love like homes and making homes comfortable. I love offering people to come to my home or stay in my home, but then sometimes that is a lot for me because I also like just being home by myself. <laughs> this is like mix of like, come to my home, enjoy my home with me. And then it's, and then it's like, okay, that would be all <laughs> some alone time. Um, home's alone. That, home's alone. Uh, that, that shifted since having a baby. Cause it's just like, help, help SOS. Um, come <laughs> come stay here forever. I, yeah. So I think, um, that's probably the main way that I notice it. I also try to do, sometimes I take over things that I really should just be assisting with where it's like, oh, and I'll do that. And I'll do that. And I'll do that. When it's like, no, they just need like support and not someone to take over. Oh man. I relate so yeah. much. Uh, Natalie. Twos unite. Hannah, tell, tell Natalie what you and mom asked Kyle about, like, the first time you met him. I don't remember. Y'all said, how do you deal with Rachel's take charge attitude? Oh. Didn't you say that? Uh, that sounds like something I would say. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to make sure he was, you know, kind of balancing your, you out a little bit. Mm -hmm. I felt like he did. He's a patient man. So you I both then have a little bit of a take charge attitude, do. I would yeah. argue. So how does that play in your relationship with each other? Mm. I'm submissive to Rachel. <laughs> Hannah and mom, who are both these like strong, powerful women, for some reason, when they're around me, they're just like, yes, men. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I'm shocked. Know, isn't that fascinating? I know. I love it. I think it's just their respect for me. I just <laughs> I it's because it's usually lately it's been around things that are like about our houses or organization or something creative that I'm like oh you should do this and they're like yes they don't even think it through but if it's like but if it's a task or a job or a goal like with sister hack I'm you're totally the take charge hands right I think it's like we maybe we know each other so well that we know our areas of strength and weaknesses so we defer to the other person and like, for example, with Sister Hack, I'm the scheduler, I'm a big picture planner. I um, like can knock out the episodes really fast or the questions. And then I'm like, and now you put it up and you do the social media, you know, for it or whatever it is. So we just, um, yeah, we just defer to each other in our areas of strength and weakness. And I don't ever want to rock the boat when Rachel's like leading something when we're together because I don't usually have a strong opinion like as long as I got my run in and my yeah, kids totally. are taken care of and we're eating healthy then 
what do you want to do? I'm, I'm down. Yeah, I agree. I think you guys just have a very healthy relationship. Oh, thanks. I don't, is there any area though, where like Hannah is like, I'm the big sister and this is how it's going to be. No, I don't think so. Not at all. She's never been that way. I think the one thing, the one thing that she struggles with that we work through is she has FOMO intensely, like wants to be together as a connector. So if I'm in town and I'm staying with mom and dad or me and mom are doing this or me and dad are doing that, or the brothers are there and she's at her house, that's very hard for her. And that can cause just some kind of like, okay, I'm sensing that you're feeling left out, but really we're just going to buy groceries. I think it's because I had kids so much earlier than everybody else that it was like an isolating feeling like we like you the only time I've ever felt like trapped by my kids was if like my siblings were doing something and I couldn't because of the kids Mm -hmm. so so how has that changed now that Rachel has Elliot um not even I mean you can touch on the the FOMO piece or whatever but just in general how has your relationship with each other or as an aunt Mm -hmm. or any of that changed now that you're both moms I think Hannah probably laughs a little bit at the things that I do where I'm like, poor boy, he has a three hour bedtime routine and that's just the way it is. And she's probably like, that's enable, that's a mother to enable situation. But for me, but does she say it or just think it? Um, only, I think I only give advice if she asks for it Yeah, or if she's hinting at needing advice, but well, and I know it's ridiculous. Like I know a lot of things I struggle with with him are ridiculous and and not and not necessarily but it's like he won't nap unless I hold him you know and some of that's just first child where it's like I just I think if we would have had Ava and Elliot at the same time I would have been a way worse sister aunt because I would have been like well this is actually how you do it because Ava was like um you know pretty strict but like Mm -hmm. I have four kids Nellie gets candy whenever she wants (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how much I mean I think yeah, we definitely, when Hannah had like one child or two, we would talk a lot. And a lot of times it would be about her kids. And now it's like, we just send updates about ourselves because we love, I love hearing about her kids. I think she likes hearing about Elliot. And then that's just kind of, that is what it is. I think. Did you say, I'm like, look at Mr. Handsome. He, mm-hmm. that's what I call Elliot. He found his toes this week yeah like and the, yeah mm-hmm. yeah okay it hasn't changed right. much, I don't think. you we only have three minutes left I'm being uh, cognizant of time here uh, my final question was a goal or a dream of something for the future together you kind of answered that when you said uh you know it would be great to someday live in the same city I do live in the same city as one of my sisters highly mm-hmm. recommend literally will never would never leave honestly mostly for that reason and would never let her leave um so I think that's a good goal to aspire to Mm -hmm. I also don't think Hannah's gonna move out of Texas am I right so I don't know I don't know I like it a lot but okay so hard worker (laughs) 
I'm a called one. I'm a minister of the gospel. <laughs> I too have dedicated praying, my life to the church. We dedicated um, our lives to the church. I think the difference for Hannah is she has our parents there now. We do not have family where we live, but we do love where we live. So who knows? I mean, who knows? Our family's like like your family, Natalie, besides you two, that we are all in a different state. So there's not really one place that we would be like, oh, here's where it would be. If anything, it would probably be where Hannah is because that's where mom and dad are. So she's are. not making an announcement, guys. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was. Yeah, I know, right? So, so that's that cool. aside, though, you know, we hope that you will guys will someday live in the same city together. But is there anything else? bucket list dream you know hannah is going to get rachel to run the new york marathon with her (laughs) i say about that to somewhere together i know do we have i need i need um some hack head uh input on this but i feel like maybe if someday if we ever ended sister hack it would be fun to write essays um like a collection of essays on what was like going on in our lives while we were interviewing um, or doing the interviews during that time or how the topics like transpired from our own person. Oh, that's cool. As a sisterly, like compilation. I love that idea. This hack head approves. She approves editor, editor in chief. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. I love it. Well, I I think I did it. I think I got through most of what I wanted to talk about. Thank you so much. Again, realized dream of mine. Please invite me back. I'll ask you more questions. This will be weekly. (laughs) <laughs> i'm just kidding cannot pull that off it took like a three-week heads up for us to find this 40 minute time slot but all is well thanks so much natalie 